eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. For Inside Carolina, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and after games, I'm tasked with the responsibility of recapping games, mixing in my own analysis. This podcast is for the fans that, for some reason, can't get enough and me trying to put my own unique, fun twist to it. This is What More Can I Say? Hit the intro. On this episode, we've got from the ACC Network, Eric McLean, to help break down the pit win. But before we get to him, you've seen Mount Rushmore's and you've seen power rankings. But I was inspired when I was watching First Take on ESPN and I saw the artist known as Stephen A. Smith debut Stephen's A-list. So that got me thinking. And for the first time, this is the Vipalist, where I'll give out five game balls. First, we have the outside looking in, just missing the cut. It's Elijah Green. When he entered training camp, he was probably six on that depth chart at the running back position. British Brooks goes down with a season-ending injury. Caleb Hood is in and out of the lineup. The true freshmen are still learning. And just like that, Green finds himself playing. Pitt holds him to 18 yards on eight carries, but his touchdown in the fourth quarter gave UNC its first lead of the night. And as you know, the heels never looked back from that moment on. That touchdown was all second effort because he was initially stopped. That's his MO though. He is an effort guy. I think the sneaky play of the game that might go unnoticed from him was his tackle after UNC went three and out on its first drive. I 
thought I saw a lane and instead of a big return for the Panthers, Green hawks their returner down for a loss of 11. That's a big time special teams play to win the field position battle. And number five, I've got Corey Gaynor where you want to talk about plays that shouldn't be forgotten, you had Gaynor recovering a fumble on UNC's side of the field in the second quarter. Carolina wound up punting on that drive, but that's a significantly better result compared to giving your opponent a short field when you're already trailing. That's saving yourself from a catastrophic play. Then for his work solidifying the offensive line at center. That position was a revolving door last year, and he's brought continuity and a certain feeling of stableness that this team desperately needed. Number four, the only defensive player that made it, it's the heart and soul of the Carolina defense. It's Cedric Gray, who had four tackles resulting in a defensive stop versus the run. He forced a fumble and earned a pro football focus run defense grade of 96.1, the highest mark from a power five defender this week. When this defense needs a play to be made, it's often Gray making the play. Miami, he punches one out. This game, he punches one out. He shows up when it matters. The other thing that you have to appreciate watching Gray is his ability lining up his own defenders, often throwing them where they need to be pre-snap. He's the quarterback of the UNC defense that has adjusted at halftimes the past four games now, holding teams to an average of seven points after the break over that span. We will do numbers three and two together because as individuals, they're great. As a duo, they are unstoppable. It's Josh Downs and it's Antoine Green. I tweeted it, yet it bears repeating. In UNC's last two games, Josh Downs and Antoine Green have combined for 520 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Downs was already established with a high draft grade. Green is the one playing himself into some green because I know he has been turning scouts heads with his performance this year. He's an NFL wideout with great size and great speed, and it's awesome to see a player like him realize his potential with what he's been through with injuries since getting on campus. Also, shout out to Josh Downs. If you listen to the Players' Lounge during the bye week, you heard him promise that he would hit the gritty if he scored a touchdown and he delivered. I can't imagine what it's like game planning against those two. It's stuff that nightmares are made of. And of course, the top spot, who else but Drake May. First player in program history with five straight games of 300 plus passing yards. He leads the country in touchdowns and total offense. The Heisman talk went from far-fetched to whispers to an indoor voice, to being able to scream it at the top of your lungs out of your window like a J.G. Wentworth commercial where you need your money and you need it now. Time and time again, he would complete a pass on Saturday night and I'd turn to Adam Smith, shrug and say, that's an NFL throw. Pro Football Focus keeps track of big time throws. Love that stat, which are passes with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. May leads that category by five while also leading in the overall offensive grade for the position with a 92.1. If I'm him, I've already got a trophy case for my conference player of the year, and I'm planning my outfit for New York because I know I'm going to be there. Big congrats to all the players that made it this week, and if you didn't, keep your head up. Nothing to be ashamed about since you now have something extra to aim for. This is what you work for. Not for conference titles, not to improve your draft status, it's to make imaginary lists like this. We're going to go to break, and when we get back, it's Eric McLean taking us home like country roads.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining me now, we've got from the ACC Network and the Gramlich and McLean podcast, it's former Clemson guard Eric McLean. Eric, appreciate you hopping on here with me. UNC outscores Pitt in the second half, 28-7. to Carolina <laughs> pulls out a- another almost improbable win. What were you thinking watching that game? The first half, I was thinking this is the worst day in ACC football history. I said, this is horrible for the league. Like, what the heck is going on? Um, And then, you know, the the heels start rolling. It it was funny. I think it was somewhere in the third quarter um, where y'all got down 10. And we were out to dinner, so I was, like, watching it, but I wasn't, like, intentively, like, seeing every single second of it. I didn't want to be rude. Um, But I'm sitting there. I'm watching I see that and I see how much time's left. I was like, oh, we're fine. Like, this is great. You know, we're going to chant our inner Sam Howell and we're going to go nuts, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. And I didn't think it would be quite that. I didn't think it'd be 28 to zero run uh, to end the game. But man, it, it's just, uh, it, it's really special to see, you know, what Drake's doing, what this offense is doing. I think the defense is getting better. Uh, it, it's just such a, a low point, you know, from where they kind of started. Um, but man, this team's playing at a high level offensively. You mentioned Sam Howell, and Sam Howell was probably the best quarterback in in school history for maybe two games. <laughs> it's a great crazy. You know what's <laughs> nuts about that is literally. So we were hanging out with y'all for the uh, FAMU game, and we're sitting there watching Drake. I'm like, whoa, like this dude is good. Like he's really good. And so we start kind of going back and forth. Like we don't want to take Sam anything away from Sam, but this guy is good. And Jordan Cornette's like, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, well, we might be doing it sooner than later. And uh, I think, I think what's crazy is for sure. Like we're, we're there and you know, it's just so different with the things that he does as a quarterback and you know, the way he goes through his progressions and, you know, gets the ball out. just so fast. You know, I think that, you know, Sam was obviously one of the best to ever do it and, and a really special quarterback, but you know, he just always tried to take that downfield shot no matter what, like almost to his fault. Uh, and, and that led to a bunch of sacks and, and some negative plays there where Drake's like, yeah, I'm going to start there. I'm going to look down the field first. But then, you know, I know where to go with the football so much quicker. And it's just it's crazy to see that this young man's playing just just out of his mind right now. Ten, ten players I have catching passes for this North Carolina. That's team. the that, difference. That's that, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's crazy. He, he sees the field a lot better than Sam Howell. Doesn't have that same ability to maybe hit the big shot that Sam Howell right. had. Um, right. But a, lo- a lot of people, I was talking to Josh Downs uh, at the ACC kickoff, and people were like, are you worried about replacing Sam Howell? And as confident as I've ever heard somebody, he was like, not, not at all. And anytime someone asks me to predict a UNC game, I default to picking UNC because of Drake May. You know, you described him on social media yesterday as filthy. You said if yeah. if he's not on the Heisman list, throw him away at this point. What are, we doing? <laughs> are, are we at the point where 
are we expecting Drake May to not only win the conference player of the year, but also be in New York for that Heisman Trophy ceremony? Yeah, man. I mean, like three weeks ago, I had him as the player of the year. And, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of, you know, refer back to that first game when we saw him in person. I'm just like, first of all, I'll even go back farther than that. When I was, you know, at camp with those guys, I think they were six days in when we did the road show with y'all. Everybody was adamant, you know, personnel-wise from a staff standpoint. There's a quarterback controversy. So I said, okay, we go into practice. I'm like, there's no controversy. Like, he's the guy. Like, I don't know why – you're doing that. I don't know why you're saying that. It's really weird. We get into the game leading up to it. I don't think Mac announced it until like Monday before or Tuesday before. And was like, yeah, he's the guy, but you know, Jacoby's going to go in or Jacoby's going to go with all these different things. And I'm just like, okay, let's see. And then he goes and throws five touchdowns. And at that point, seeing him in the live action game, I'm like, this dude's a first round draft pick three weeks in. I'm like, this guy's a top five pick. Like he's that different. He's that special and playing at that high level. So I think absolutely. I, I don't see how he's left off of that. Now, there needs to be this big push by everybody not in the ACC, not at ACC Network, like jumping on board with this. This kid is that good. And, and you know, it's funny. Folks will say, oh, the, the competition he plays, it's not the SEC. It's not this and that. I just saw Hennon Hooker, who's an ACC quarterback, hang half a hundred on Alabama. I don't think these guys would struggle to do that either. So when I see that and and look at who he's played and look at App State, I know it's G5, look at Notre Dame, great defense. Look at Virginia Tech at the time was playing really good defensively. Pittsburgh gave Hennon Hooker and the boys everything they wanted, and Drake just goes for 400-plus with five tutties. He's for real. And, and to say he doesn't play anybody, you just you just don't pay attention, and, and it's an easy thing to say. Yeah, and he can only con control who he's playing, and he's putting up these ridiculous numbers. And some of the crazy things, it wasn't really the case yesterday in the pit game, but uh, you know, some of the games against Miami where he he does put up great numbers, but you watch that game back and you're like, he still has so much room to grow, and sure. he's already one of the best uh, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country. It helps that he has Josh Downs and Antoine Green to throw to. Uh, I have a stat. The past two games combined, that duo has 520 receiving yards and five touchdowns. You know, what do you kind of make of, of those two and the the weapons that Carolina does have at Drake May's disposal? You know, I, I think it was – it's never a good thing when you lose your best player, you know, for a couple of games. But I think it was the best-case scenario for Carolina here. I, I think that when when, you know, they lost Josh for a couple of games – it forced other guys to rise up. It forced Drake, who already was distributing the ball well, to now do it even more intentionally because your your guy, your go-to guy's not there. So who is it going to be? And you know, a couple of different guys stepped up at different times, but you know, we really saw Green emerging and, and you know, being a guy that was super reliable that can absolutely take the top off. I mean, he's averaging like 25 yards a catch. Yeah. It's just crazy to see the downfield threat that he is. And the things that he can do, you know, just even in the intermediate, like if you give him a 10 yard, you know, catch and give him the ball, he can take off and, and you know, just do numbers with it. So to me, man, that was almost the best thing for them to see somebody else emerge. Like last year, it was Josh and nobody else. Like we knew everybody knew he's getting the football. The, the crazy thing was nobody could stop him, uh, even though we all knew that. 
Um, so now that he kind of has his, you know, Robin to his Batman and other guys still, you know, stepping up and, and playing admirably, it, that that's best case scenario for Carolina. And the fact that they're still doing it together at a super high level, it, it, it's tough to stop. It's tough to stop. Yeah, Antoine Green, if you went into a lab, you couldn't come up with a better compliment to somebody <laughs> like Josh Downs on the yes. outside. And especially to see all that he's been through, you know, his his first year at Carolina, he has a horrific injury at Syracuse, breaks his leg. Early in training camp, he, he breaks his collarbone this year. And he's been somebody who has just kind of trusted the process and yeah. he keeps fighting and he's putting up numbers. Everybody has always uh, – raved about him being this uh number one outside talent and you know you didn't see it the first couple of years as as he goes through a couple of things but you're starting to see that matriculate and there was a ton of nfl scouts in chapel hill on saturday and uh, somebody like antoine green probably probably got himself paid but we the the downside to the drake may conversation for heisman would be the defense the defense if this continues, you would think eventually they're going to get tripped up with the way they play in the first half. They are one of the worst defenses in the power five stat wise, giving up 462.6 yards per game. I think I saw that's the third worst in the power five yet in their last four games, the defense has only given up a total of 28 points in the second half. So it's almost something like Weather the storm early. Let Coach right. Chizik get in, get back into the locker room, make some adjustments. What do you make of this defense that takes the Carolina fan on this wild ride of emotions every week? You know, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it, you know, <laughs> something you guys don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I think that it, it, you really have to like look at it and know what you're looking at to understand that they are getting better and, and that they are making improvements. And you know, the two games before the Pittsburgh game. They were the game ceiling play was made on defense interceptions that that came down with and, and ultimately you know gave Carolina the win there. I, I think the second half stats there that you just pointed out are super impressive. I mean the fact that you can go in and, and okay what what what's happening what's going wrong okay we need to do, do this we need to adjust here that that's important that's important to be able to do and at the end of the day your your best defense is your offense scoring 50 a game i mean you know just who can keep up with that at the end of the day like can can we do enough you know defensively to you know make something happen is it, is it one turnover is it one you know limiting possession you know what what does that look like for north carolina the good thing for Chiswick and the boys it's not much you know we're not reliant on you to to win football games we're going to do what we do offensively can you do anything can you do something you know, on the defensive side of the ball to maybe get us the ball back. So, you know, it's something coming into the year, man. I, I had higher expectations and just really was hopeful that, you know, those five stars over there and those great players could could step up and, and make tremendous strides. And, you know, for whatever reason, those guys just haven't. Um, but it, it's something where we're, we're so enamored with your offense. It's like, who cares? Yeah, they're going to give up 30. Who, who, it doesn't matter. You know, move on. It's such a it's a defense that makes you want to uh, just rip your hair out from a Carolina yeah. fan perspective. But the opposite end of that spectrum, like you mentioned, they're they're a timely defense. They they make plays when it matters the most. You think back right. to the App State game where Noah Taylor holds on to Chase Bryce for for dear life, gets off the field. Uh, the Miami game, DeAndre Boykins with the game ceiling interception. Uh, 
yesterday against or Saturday when people are listening to this against that pit defense where the defense might not be great, but they show up when in those biggest moments. And that kind of ties into uh, one of the last questions I have for you. But when you watch this North Carolina team, they keep finding ways to win games. Last year's team, they would probably be a lot closer to like three and four, a, a 500 type team, than seven and one. You're somebody who won a ton at the collegiate level. You know how hard it is to win on this level and do it on a consistent basis. What do you think that says about this UNC group that they are finding enough plays to win week in and week out? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, you know, needs to go to coaching because this stuff is hard and, and you're putting guys in the position, you know, to, to win the football game and and just to see you know, that margin of error and just how thin it is and, and exactly what you said. I mean, a year ago, <clears throat> you're looking at some of these games, App State, that's probably a loss. Georgia State, that's probably a loss, which is crazy to sit here and think about. Um, Miami, probably a loss. Duke, Duke probably a lot. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's crazy to think that margin of error and, you know, being able to to have that withstanding effort to, to get it done and to do enough because at the end of the day, we're not going to sit here and look at, okay, how did they do it? We're looking at saying this team's seven and one, and they have one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the country. Let's ride. Like, let's go. And, and so to me, man, it's just something that is so impressive to see. A lot of these seniors, a lot of these, you know, super seniors that did decide to come back and have been with this team up and down through a lot of the, the things that they've been through to get to this point is really cool. And, and to be able to see, okay, we, we, we trust the process. We understand what's happening. Here's, you know, what we are able to do. And there's so much more out on the table. I, I think that's something where it's this weird kind of mindset of, okay, we, we understand what we're doing is really, really cool, but we also need to know and need to visualize that there's a lot out there. There's a lot at stake, you know, for what we can accomplish this year don't get so caught up in this moment. So you you kind of have to, you know, be where your feet are, but also keep those blinders on and, and keep going forward as I know this team's going to do. Yeah, you mentioned the seniors that have kind of stuck around with the program, helped turn this thing around, but also want to shout out the guys that Carolina brought in this past offseason, yeah. uh, guys like Noah Taylor and guys like Corey Gaynor, who has solidified that Carolina offensive line when last year that that center position was essentially a revolving door for Carolina. Um, but you, you look at the, the conference standings right now. There's only two teams undefeated. One's in the Atlantic, one's in the Coastal. Your Clemson Tigers, my North Carolina Tar Heels. We're, we're inching closer to that date in Charlotte. You watch a ton of Clemson football. So for the Carolina fan, how do you think Carolina matches up with Clemson in a in an early look ahead? Yeah, I mean, I think it will, you know, certainly be the most physical defense that, that they've played if, if and when we get to that moment. I think Notre Dame was probably a, a similar, maybe just when you look at the the talent on the defensive line and, you know, looking at the things that they're going to try to do to you and the speed that obviously that they have there. The Tigers probably have, have been a little underwhelming defensively, you know, from a whole, you know, we thought that was going to you know, really have the opportunity to be one of the best teams ever, you know, in regards to defense and, and the things that they're going to be able to do to you. I do think that, that they're getting better. They're finding their way. They're getting health. And, you know, the effort that we've seen from those guys has been tremendous defensively or offensively, excuse me, the, the 
I mean, the Syracuse game is the last time we've seen them, and, and it was a total meltdown. So when, when you look at that and you're saying, man, what the heck is going on there? It, it's it's interesting to see because a lot of people, including myself, were like, man, that this Tiger team's rolling. This this offense is, is starting to figure it out. These wide receivers are making plays. DJ is night and day different. And then, you know, you, you have some reverting back to, you know, what we saw from him a year ago and, and not understanding coverages, kind of throwing the ball up causing a couple of turnovers, poor ball security. And so it, it, it's fascinating right now, man, to, to see where they are. I, I think it was a fluky game. I think what we saw from Wake Forest a, a week ago was – or excuse me, a couple of days ago was just sometimes that stuff happens. And when you can win, when you do that, then you show that you're a really elite team. So I can't wait. You know, it, it's going to be a fascinating matchup to, to see if that's what we get. And uh, I've got to shout out uh, Greg McElroy, man. We had him on the podcast over the summer, and uh, he said, I think we were all a year early on North Carolina. I think that this is the year they make it happen. I looked at him and said, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? And surely enough, here we are. Uh, I didn't think – I don't think he pr was predict this. I mean, you guys are playing at such a high level. Um, but it, it's been fun, fun to see, man. Got to keep taking care of business. If anybody saw this coming – you know, they're, they're liars. <laughs> they're either liars or they don't have to do this for a living because right. they're making a lot of money in, in right. Vegas betting on these games. But watch them on the ACC network. Listen to the Graham Litch and McLean podcast. Eric, appreciate the insight always. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.